Very familiar passage of scripture. I, I preached a message on this a couple years ago on how to get your miracle, but I want to take it from a little different aspect today. Amen. Aren't you glad that you can just get different things out of the same passages of scripture? <laughs> and so in the first verse of John chapter 2, it says, on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding, and when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, <laughs> I really... <laughs> My dad would call my mom woman when he wanted to get a point across. He'd go, now woman, we know we better listen. He said to her, woman, he didn't call her mom, but woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, it's, it's just like she ignored him. <laughs> She said, whatever he says, she looks at those servants, she just seems to ignore Jesus and says to those servants that are nearby that probably heard him call her woman, she says, whatever he says to you, do it. Do it. Now there were six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, he did not know where it came from. But the servants who had drawn the water knew the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, now well drunk doesn't mean they got drunk. It means they drunk to their full. They were full. Amen. And when their guests ha have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. Amen. Mothers, make it happen. Well, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Let's give the mothers a hand today. Mothers can get distressed. How many know that? You ever see your mother get distressed? Got you all dressed up, Johan, somewhere to go. And then your face is dirty. Because she told you to wash it before you left the house. And, and what does she do? All distressed. 
<laughs> you ever have your mama do that to you? <laughs> Clean you up, you know. Mothers seem to have an acute sense of the atmosphere. In fact, women themselves, they say women notice two things when they go someplace. They notice how they're dressed according to all the other ladies, whether they're overdressed or underdressed, you know. And, uh, and what I mean by underdressed <laughs> is, you know, don't have their fancy clothes on. Amen. Better explain myself there, and uh, and then and and then they say they notice how the restrooms look. And and my wife used to always tell me she says if the restrooms aren't clean, what is the kitchen like in the restaurant? So you know they just seem to, and and, and women seem to have a. Especially mothers seem to have a more sense of the feelings of others. How many mothers like to be embarrassed by your kids? Now, we're going to be teaching a series here soon. We're teaching a series on Wednesday night on praying through the tabernacle. And so this Wednesday, we're going to be hitting the laver of water. All right, but after that, we're going to teach a series on ego is the enemy. And so we have to make sure it's not our pride. You know, pride can cause a lot of problems. Hey, Shantae, welcome home. Amen. So now she's him with mother. Praise God. Isn't that great? It's good to see you. And, and, and so mothers don't don't like to be and, and fathers don't either but you know mothers you know I don't know whether you mothers still do this or not but you know now when they come into the room you stand up and give them your seat is that foreign today I don't know <laughs> you know that's what we had the floor for in our house <laughs> If company came over, it was adult there, you know, boy, you better get up and give them. The, you don't wait till mom and dad tell you to give the seat. You get up and give them the seat. Here you sit here. And you don't wait for their mom and dad to say, go ahead and greet them. Say hi to them. You know, you, how you doing? Amen. Introducing yourself. And you don't want to embarrass mom. Moms don't like to be embarrassed. Moms can sense that sort of thing. And we mothers, we, we know you're not perfect. We understand that you get tired and that you get tense and you get testy at times. Hello? Remember, ego's the enemy. Don't let the... Don't say, well, I never do. And we also know that you need a break every once in a while. That's why we have Mother's Day. <laughs> and so it's not our purpose today to lecture you on motherhood. 
But we desire today, and this is what we desire here at Life, to give you honor where honor is due. Thank you, mothers. Whether you're the mother of a one child or 20 children, amen, we give you honor today. Or future mothers, praise God. Amen. Whether that baby came along before you expected it or not, we honor you as mothers. Amen. We asked, uh, I used to tease Rhonda and tell her, you know, Rhonda, you were the accident. Amen. Because she was the eighth child that came along. And then mom said, no, all of you were after the third one. <laughs> so. Amen. My, my one aunt, they had eight kids too, and my, my mom and dad had five girls and three boys. And, um, and then his brother had five boys and three girls. But the last ones that came in their family were twins, a boy and a girl. And I had heard that Aunt Mary Lou was just so upset that she was having twins, seven and eight, you know. Not just one of them, but two of them now. Amen. After she had raised six, now two more. But, um, but you know what? They raised a good family. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But I can remember times of them getting, seeing her frustrated. Frustrated at us kids. I'd go there, uh, I stayed there a couple times in the summer, and uh, they lived on a farm. <laughs> and one time we had this turtle. We caught this turtle. You know what boys will do? And it was great because I had all sisters. My uh, one brother was dead. My older brother, he was out of the house, so I was raised with all sisters. And, and I get to, with all these boys, it was great. And we found this turtle. And we wondered, how hard is that turtle shell? You guys already know where this is going, don't you? <laughs> well, there was some weights in the in the garage, and yeah, we dropped that weight on that turtle shell. You don't know what happened yet. Come on. <laughs> well, the shell broke. And it was still alive. <laughs> Where am I going with this? <laughs> you guys are giving such reaction. I've got to keep going with this. <laughs> you got me interested on what's going to happen next. <laughs> so, so, well, we wanted to hide... The evidence, yes. And we took it out and we put it on the front porch, unbeknownst that Aunt Mary Lou would come home and be at the kitchen sink looking at and she saw that turtle. She says, Oh, you boys are sick. 
just, it was just like you reacted, distressed, disappointed, amen. But boys will be boys. Hello, somebody? <laughs> amen. And we didn't turn out to be axe murderers either, you know, so. <laughs> Oh my, we know you can get frustrated, embarrassed by us kids. And, and because we know that, because we know that you're great ladies and you're great mothers. Am I doing all right so far? <laughs> Isn't great? A lot of great and wonderful things have happened to us because of great and wonderful mothers. It is said that the, it's the hand that rocks the cradle that will rule the world. Amen. And it is often mothers that don't get accredited, but they're behind the scenes of what goes on. Now, if you've ever read the parable of the prodigal son, you read a lot about the father of the prodigal and you don't read anything of the mother but can I tell you she is there and she is an integral part of what is going on and when that meal was being fixed and when when, when that lost son came home mommy was in there celebrating help cooking that meal praise God and the reason you don't hear about her is because like in our culture oftentimes in that culture women just didn't get recognized because everything was done in the father's name but the great thing about it was she carried the father's name praise God and so she is involved and you are involved and many of you are great because you don't have to have the accolades you don't have to be on the front lines but you're there pushing and pulling and helping and if you weren't there I promise you it wouldn't get done because mothers are often behind the scenes it's rare my wife got up here today I was surprised she's not a frontline person but I tell you what if I didn't have her you'd be looking for another pastor <laughs> because mothers behind the scenes make things happen and and making something oftentimes unique and something great happen can you say praise the lord so i want you to know that if you're a mother today or if you're a future mother you are an influence in our world we do need to celebrate mothers praise God our, and I'm glad our country celebrates motherhood today amen and we need to celebrate it in a positive and in a powerful way amen and so because as a mother, you can make it happen. I want you to see who was behind Jesus pre performing. L I don't know if you're aware of this, but this is Jesus' first miracle. 
And I want you to see who is behind him, pushing him to perform his first miracle, to launch out in his ministry. I don't know if Jesus lacked any confidence or not. I, I know the Bible says he grew in stature and he grew in wisdom. And some of that as a man was because of his godly parents and a godly mother. We know uh, most assuredly that Joseph is already dead before Jesus begins his ministry. You never hear of him anymore. So chances are Joseph is dead at this time but mother is still there can you say praise the lord and so i don't know if jesus i knew i know he had to grow in wisdom and in stature and this but it seems like it was his mother that believed in him and it was mother that was willing to push him out when jesus said woman my time has not yet come yet it was his time. It was time to launch. Now, mothers, you got to be careful that you don't push your kids too fast. Amen. That you don't just think because they can do something that they're the best at it than anybody else. And we become blinded because they're our kids. You, you know, we can, we can do that. We think, oh, my kid is just amazing. Some of the people I work with, they say, well, you know, oh, my kid started walking at 10 months. Wow. Really? Yeah. You know, and, and the little things like little things that they do that they accomplish, you know, and teachers understand this too when they test out and, oh, they test it out just so, oh, yeah, your kid's just so smart, and, and, and I, I used to tease some of the guys, oh, your kid started walking at 10 months? Mine was walking when she came out of the womb. <laughs> but there is also that need for some assurance. There is that need that you can do it. There is that need sometimes, mom, that you, you do have to push the kid out of the nest. I was one of those kids that needed pushed out of the nest. I lacked confidence. I, I lacked just that thinking that I can do it. And sometimes I still battle that a lot. But, but it just, just that mom in my life, I, I, you know, mom said, you can do it. You can do it, Andy. You, you, can, you can do it. I, I know you can do it. And, and so when I eventually moved out, I was uh, 20, uh, 21, going on 21, and I moved out to take a job in North Carolina. And I was scared to death. I was scared. You know, I, I just didn't know if I could do it. And, and I didn't know if I could drive down there by myself. And, 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 and you think, man, what was wrong? I don't know what was wrong with me. But I like, I like confidence. But my mom said, you need to do it. And I, I'm proud of you doing it. Now, I didn't realize that when I did do it, that she went up into my room. And as she cleaned my room, she bowled her eyes out. 
She didn't let me know she bawled her eyes out, but she was letting me know you can do it. And you know what? I did do it. And when I did it, I came back with more confidence in my life that I can make it. Can you shout praise the Lord? I'm here to tell you it happened because a mom was behind the scenes. Moms make it happen. Amen. Moms oftentimes are so, can be so unselfish in that area. And, and what I want you to see in this, this story that we read about Jesus was that, yes, Jesus performs his first miracle, but there was a mother behind it. And so Mary, the mother of Jesus, along with Jesus' disciples and probably Jesus' brothers and sisters, were invited to a wedding in Cana. Weddings back then were different than weddings today. Weddings would last about three days. And so you had to provide, yeah, Duncans, with three days. <laughs> and you had to provide food. Where's Joe? Food and drink for three days. We need to sing that song, Take Me Back. We need to go back to the old days. Uh, Three-day weddings. Time of celebration. <laughs> and if you're wondering what this wine is, everybody wants to say, well, Jesus turned the water into wine. He's giving them alcoholic drink. Chances are that wasn't alcoholic drink. Wine is a generic term used for grape juice. The children drank it. The women drank it. Pregnant women drank it. Do you think God would give pregnant women alcohol that's so dangerous to the fetus? And, and so the, the wine, and they would drink for three days. If you're drinking for three days and, and all of that, you know, you can get pretty drunk, can't you? But, but it's, what it's saying is it was provide food and drink for the people, and they would drink that grape juice. Oftentimes, the reason the governor said that it was better wine usually at the first is because you had to water the wine down. They would boil it put it in wine skins and preserve it and then like punch like we do punch you would squeeze it out add water and you would have your drink okay the reason that Jesus said you don't put new wine into old wine skins is because it would ferment with the old that was left in there and it would burst the wineskins. See, if it fermented, it burst the wineskins. But, but you put new wine into new bottles or new wineskins so that it doesn't ferment, okay? And you have to do a lot of research like this because of the culture in which we live in. We live in a very alcoholic, saturated culture. Can somebody say amen? And, and so uh, as, they, as they would take that the longer the feast went on, Tiffany, the, the more water they would add, you know, and they would dilute it down, you know, as, and, and, and so what was left at the end. But not this wine, not this wine, because Jesus has something to do with it. Aren't you glad Jesus always waits to the last for the best? He gives the best. Amen. And if this is the last generation, amen, I think God wants his best out of the church. Amen. Amen. 
And so weddings were a little different. They, as they lasted three days, you fed them for three days. And, 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 but something, a tragedy happens. That doesn't seem like a tragedy to me. Seems like they just short on money. And they run out of wine. Big deal. But it was a big deal to Mary. And the mothers, you see, Mary's putting herself in the place of this bride and groom. As oftentimes a mother can do. And, and she's feeling the embarrassment of this situation. And, and it would just be an awful way to start out your wedding, your, your newlyweds, and not be able to sufficiently supply their guests with wine. I think of a lot of other miracles Jesus could have done than turn water into wine for a wedding. These weren't even Mary's kids, but Mary was a mother. You want to pull my wife's heartstrings? Tell her a sad story about a kid. We don't even get the newspaper anymore, right? But if the kid's selling the newspaper on the corner, my wife's going to buy it. Because she's going to help that kid out. Amen. She's going to help that child out. If it's a kid, she's going after. And these were, if you please, kids. These were kids to marry. These were a young couple starting out. And this was just an embarrassing moment. And she she goes to Jesus, you see, and she says, because Jesus is the, she knows Jesus can do something about this. And she says, they, they have no wine. And then Jesus says, woman, what what have I to do with that? that that's not my business. That's not my, my problem. But she ignores Jesus, turns around because she knows her son. And this is what my mom used to say, and I know you mom said it too. I raised him. I know what's in my kid. I raised him. I know what's in my kid. Amen. I raised him. Amen. And she knew what was in Jesus because she raised Jesus. She knew he had a heart of compassion. She knew what he was able to do. She knew the promises that God had made her. And she stuck to those servants. And by faith, she said, whatever he tells you to do, you do it. Amen. I hope my mom's got confidence in me. And I hope your mom's got confidence in you. That if she asks you to do a good deed, she can have confidence that you're going to do your very best to get it done. Shout praise the Lord, somebody. Amen. Amen. We need to respect our mothers. Jesus respected his mother. Praise God. She wasn't set back by his comment because she knew who she raised. Because mothers make it happen, you see. I remember. I'm going to tell on myself here. I, I do that, and, and I'm so glad you guys still love me because I'm far from perfect. That's my wife. Amen. <laughs> But we're building the church. 
tired. I'm frustrated. We canceled Wednesday night services so that we could give the men an opportunity to come here and work. A few would show up for the cash and the name. <laughs> and I guess and I said, I canceled service. Couldn't they come for two hours? I canceled service so that we could have time to work on the church. I'm frustrated. They were just looking, hey, no church. <laughs> Now, I'm telling off, okay? But love me anyway, because I love it. I love you guys. And Brother Matson, I don't know what it was that wasn't getting done. And it wasn't the trees out here. But anyways, I, it was something. And I'm frustrated. I'm not so much frustrated at Brother Matson. I'm just frustrated. And, and I started raising my voice a little bit on the phone to Brother Matson about it. And my mom and dad were staying and they were helping with the church. And that's when I noticed my dad was getting old. When he started helping build this church, I noticed he had slowed down because my dad was such a worker. But I, I told, I, I, I started raising my voice a little bit and, and mom said, she's in the back bedroom. She said, don't you raise your voice at him. And I hadn't, I mean, I wasn't yelling at him. I was just a little, little short. She's telling me. I said, yes, ma'am. I wanted to, but mom told me not to. And he was my right-hand man. He was with me the whole way through. Praise God. You know, there's those people you can vent to. And they're not going to hold it against you, but you can vent out to a little bit. Anybody got a friend like that? You got a friend like that? You got a good friend. And he's a good man and a good friend. Praise God. And, and, and so, but, but I, I, I caught myself. I thought, I'm tired. I'm frustrated. It's not Brother Matson's problem. It's my problem. And, 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 so, and so I thought, and then mom told me, she said, Andy, she said, are they giving? Are the people giving? I said, Yeah. She said, good enough. Just get it done then. If they're given, it's good enough. And because she got behind me and pushed me there, amen, I was able to get over that. Praise God. Because behind every good man, I guarantee you, there's a good woman. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And even behind Jesus, there was his mother Mary. Blessed be Mary, praise God, because she was a good woman, amen. Hallelujah. In the very fact that when she carried him, she wasn't married, praise God. And she took the ridicule of somebody that committed fornication before she was married, but she never did. But the Bible lets us know she lived with that stigma the rest of her life, but she carried it well because she loved her baby. She loved her son. Amen. Hallelujah. One mother was not content to see 
happened to her son, the state that was consuming the sons of Israel. And so she hid him as long as she could. But after three months, it was too difficult. The baby was getting too big. Amen. And it became, amen, hard for them to hide this baby. So she became innovative. Hallelujah. And she made a little boat out of reeds, out of bulrushes. And she pitched it with pitch in and out. And then she put it in the river behind some reeds to hide it. And she sent his older sister Miriam to watch over this baby. And, and when the Pharaoh's daughter had come down and pulled Moses out, she named him Moses. It was Pharaoh's daughter that named him. Amen. And it, But it was because a mother was behind saving this man that would be the greatest leader of Israel to deliver them out of bondage. It happened because a mother made it happen. And it happened because the Bible says the parents were not afraid of the king's decree. Praise God Almighty. Thank God for mothers that aren't afraid to let their kids be different than what this world demands. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Moses was saved because a mother. She says, I refuse to give up so easily. I refuse to let my son die. I refuse because just because a Pharaoh wants him dead. I refuse. And Moses would have never delivered Israel out of Egypt. But a mother helped make it happen. What about Samuel? Samuel, the greatest priest Israel ever had. But from a little boy, he didn't live with his mother. But his mother was behind the scenes. You see, Hannah, who was childless, Hannah, who was childless, and, and Elkanah had another wife, Phineas, or Pinehas, who had children, and she would, she would badger Hannah for not having children. And that, that's one of the reasons polygamy was, we wonder about polygamy. It happened for three, three occasions. One of them was, and one of the occasions is, if the wife could not have children, he would take another wife to have children. Sarah with Hagar. Okay, that was their culture, which they lived in. I'm not saying it's right. It was their culture, and God worked within that system. And, and so uh, here, Hannah could not have children, so Elkanah takes another wife. She has children. When she has children, what often happens is that there's jealousy, there's hurt feelings, and all of that. And, and so it's not a good thing, but there they are. And Hannah's depressed. She's not happy. And Elkanah said, I love you more than all the kids in the world. But it wasn't enough to, 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 uh, to help Hannah come over her sadness, her depression. And so she goes to the house of God. And she prays. And she sees the state of the nation of Israel. And in its backslidden state. So she 
tells God while she's praying. Now, Eli, the high priest at that time, who's so unspiritual, thinks that she's drunk, but she's not drunk, as he supposed, but she was praying to God earnestly, moving her lips without words coming out, but she was praying for a son. She's saying, let me be a mother. And if you can't have children, you can still be a mother. Praise God. But she told the Lord, she said, God, if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you. I'll give him back to you. Amen. And God blessed her and answered her prayer. And she, by the next year, she had a baby son. And she named him Samuel. But at the age of three or four years old, after she weaned him, she gave him over to Eli. You see, I'm thankful for women that don't go and have abortions, praise God. Though if you have, God can cover you with his blood and forgive you. Can you say amen, somebody? Hallelujah. But bless God, those women that said, I can't raise this child, but I'll give somebody else to raise them because they have a deserve. They deserve to live. I'm telling you, that's the love of a mother also. Amen, amen. And we need to be glad for that. Some of the greatest people were kids that were adopted. Amen. Hallelujah. And so she's willing to give her child at the age of three or four years old over to Eli. She gives him back to the God that gave it to her. And she says, because my nation needs him more than what I need him. Amen. And she gives it. And I'm here to tell you, if it wasn't a mother behind that, we would have never had a Samuel who eventually anointed David as king of Israel. Mothers make it happen. Hannah made it happen. There's a good Bible quizzing team in a church. I'm telling you, it's because a lot of times it's the mothers that make it happen. And the dads, too. I'm not, we got Father's Day coming up. And we'll be hard on that message. Man, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. Men like it hard. Give it to me. Women, we do that. You shouldn't have preached that. That was too hard for them. <laughs> am I too hard today or am I building you up? I mean, it's looking good so far. Sister Rita's praying. The turtle part's bad. But anyway, she's. <laughs> you'll never think of me as a as that pure driven white snow kid uh, you thought I was <laughs> oh God oh God it's a mother that doesn't give up on her kids it's that mother and everybody else might believe they're no good but mama says there's something in him cause I raised him she doesn't give up thank God for mothers that don't give up Hallelujah. How many of us are in church because of a praying mom that never gave up? Hallelujah. Don't give up, mom. 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 Stay behind the scenes. Stay praying. Hallelujah. Because there was a Samuel because of a great mom. So Jesus performed his first miracle because of a great mom. There's a Moses because of a mom. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you make it happen. Paul said of Timothy, 
the great young pastor of the New Testament, he told him this. He said, the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother and in thy mother, Eunice. Mothers. Mothers. Timothy had it in him because of a grandmother and a mother. They influenced the faith of Timothy. Amen. Brother Huntley, who's my favorite preacher, if you've never heard him, YouTube him sometime. He's great. 13 years old, went to a barber shop, and that barber told him about Jesus' name, baptism, the oneness of God. Him and his brother got into church. Their dad happened to be a backslid preacher. I don't know what faith he was, but he was a backslid preacher, became a drunk and an alcoholic. But they told their mother, who was still a praying woman, who still loved God and in in what she knew, she served God and how she knew to serve God. And they told her about baptism and the Holy Ghost. And she got baptized and got the Holy Ghost. And he said, growing up as a boy, he said, this is what my mom would say. Come church time. Come getting up in the morning to go to school. See, good mothers make you go to school. Amen. She'd say, rise and shine and give God the glory, boys. Amen. Hallelujah. And she raised them in the nurture and the ammunition as a single mother. Amen. With a dad that was a drunk. A dad that didn't supply for the family. But this mother said, I may not have a man backing me up, but I've got a God backing me up. And I'm going to raise my boys in the nurture and the ammunition of the Lord. And both of them became great preachers and great pastors. Will you clap your hands to the Lord? Because a mother can make it happen. Don't give up. Don't get distracted. Some of you women that feel like, well, my man's not behind me. You got Jesus behind you. Amen. You may not always have a man behind you, but you got Jesus behind you. Don't give up. Praise God. Because it's mothers that often have made it happen. Amen. Strong mothers. The Wesley's mother who educated her own children at home. Methodist, John Wesley started the Methodist church. But I'm here to tell you, those old Methodists believe a lot what we Pentecostals believe. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm so thankful for my mom. Can I brag on my mom a little bit? You know what she did? See, her and dad weren't in church. And, and she wasn't necessarily raised in church because her mom and dad were backslid. But when they got older into their 50s, her mom and dad got back into church and told them, you need to get back into church. Witness to them. And my mom saw this bus that would pass by our house every Sunday that said, Pentecostal Church. And one day, she, I don't know what kids were born at that time. I know I wasn't born at that time. But one day, the kids that she had born, dad not with her. She didn't wait on dad. 
But she waved that bus down. She waved that bus down. And she stopped it. And she got on it with her kids. Started going to church. That introduced us to the church. Praise God. She didn't wait on. Now, I'm here to tell you, most of the time, it's the man that follows the woman into church. So don't lose faith, mom. Don't lose faith, wife. Praise God. Now, it doesn't always happen that way. But it happens that way a lot of times. That it's that woman that makes the first move. Who was it that went to the grave of Jesus? Not the disciples, but those mothers. Hallelujah. It was the mothers who declared, He's risen! He's risen! He's risen! And my word to you, would you stand with me? My word to you, moms, is keep proclaiming it. Keep standing behind it. Keep being that that impetus behind the scenes that keeps pushing because it's you that make it happen. Thank you, Mama Bassett, for your encouragement. You don't know what it meant to me Wednesday night because I've been kicking myself all week. But she said, you're doing a good job, son. Keep it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't know we need those words of encouragement. Sometimes we need those words of rebuke in our lives that can only come from mother. Hallelujah. That have confidence in us to know that what they put in us, we're going to live it out by the grace of God Almighty. I'm here to tell you our nation is at the crossroads of destiny right now. And if there's going to be revival in our nation, we got to have some mothers to milk it, make, help make it happen. We need you. We need your prayers. Who gathers here on Tuesday? Many of them mothers. Thank you, moms. Thank you. Vera's mom, who's blind right now, 90-something years old, can't even hardly leave her house. But she knows how to pray. She helps make it happen. Can I tell you, moms, your prayers, your guidance, your encouragement, your faith, even sometimes your rebuke helps influence us. To rise up and make a difference. This is your day today. We honor you and thank you. And I just wonder, moms, could you just come on up here? Can we just take a few moments for our moms just to walk up to this altar? While you're often praying for others. We had a mom in the church that these new kids that would come in, she'd take them under their wing and she took me under her wing and 
wrote me cards of encouragement about serving God and living for God. And then at the altar, she said, you know, you've got the Holy Ghost, son, but you need to pray through also and get a blessing again. And that encouraged me to not just speak in tongues once in my life, but many times. And it helped me. Look at these mothers. Can we clap our hands to the Lord? It was through a mother that the Savior came. Now, if you've got a mom here, will you stand behind her? You just come. A wife. A wife. Don't worry about staying up in the audio room. Carrie, come stand behind Rhonda. Skyler. Joe, don't worry about staying up there. Praise God. I want to invite all to this altar. Stand behind your wife. Stand behind your mom. Stand behind that sister. Praise God. Vera, come on up here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Huh? She went in the back. <laughs> Making it happen. Don't know what I'm going to do with that woman pray for. God help us. I thank you for loving her because she loves you. And I'll tell you one thing, she loves your kids. She loves your kids because she's a mom. And we love our kids, don't we? You know, an ostrich abandons its children when they're born. And the Bible says even though we, a mother might do that, that's rare, but she might, but God will never abandon us. And God has joined himself with the church, the mother of us all. And we need to love his children as he loves them. And I can't think of no greater thing than a mom appreciates. More than you appreciating her is to do something nice for her kids. Amen. Because she loves them even more than she loves herself. I don't think there's a mother in here that wouldn't lay down her life for her kid. That's the kind of mothers we have in this church. And we want to pray for you, mom. You've prayed for us. You've loved us. And you've been behind everything we've done. Thank you, Sister Madsen. Thank you for standing. Now, can we pray for our mothers? They've prayed for us. And I'm not talking a little quiet prayer. But with passion that God would bless them give them the desires of their heart 
Some have children that have gone astray, but like that prodigal son's mom, they're behind the scenes praying and working and believing that God's going to bring that baby back. Hallelujah. Now, will you just lay hands on that mom right now? Pray strength into her. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Touch these mothers, Lord, in Jesus' name. We pray for them. Pray for her son. Pray for your mother's son. Pray for your mother, daughter. They may not even be here, but pray for them. Praise God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Will you lift your hands, Mom? Will you lift your hands up toward heaven and allow God to pour into you right now? Will you allow Him to pour into you? You've poured out so much. He wants to pour into you praise God hallelujah bless our mothers Lord in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah we can't make it without your mom hallelujah 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 God's ordained you he's called you to be mothers praise God in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ thank you Lord yes hallelujah hallelujah our future mothers as you example that for future mothers praise God Praise God. Praise God. Pour into them right now, Lord. Pour into my wife, Lord. Pour into my sister, Lord. Hallelujah. Every mother here, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Because they help make it happen. They help make it happen, Lord. They help make it happen, Lord. And we don't give them enough credit, oh God. Hallelujah. But we honor them today and we pray for them today. Those that have lost children, God, we pray for them today, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. That's it. This is your day, moms. This is your day, moms. Rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. 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 Oh.
bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We still need you, mothers. Doesn't matter how old we get, we, we need you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Moms, as you get older, we want you to know we're going to take care of you by the grace of God. Because you took care of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we just raise our hands one more time and let's just praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for our mothers, Lord. They're great. They're great. Just as you called Mary, blessed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Everyone said in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to make a little confession here, then I'm going to let you go because it's Mother's Day, and I thank you for listening to me. I called my mom yesterday, and she said, what you, you preaching tomorrow? I said, yes, she said, what you going to preach on? I said, Mom, I'm going to preach on mothers of bad boys. Mom said, oh, I don't know if I'd preach that message tomorrow. I said, why, Mom? She said, well, I might be too negative. I said, well, I'm taking that as a word from the Lord. Amen. I was going to try to make it positive, trust me. <laughs> but, but I thought the title might catch your attention, you know. But the gist of that is, Hagar was a good mother. She had a bad boy, but it wasn't her fault. Quit blaming yourselves, Mom. It comes up to, I've seen good parents and children make bad choices, and bad parents and children make good choices. None of us were perfect. Amen. You raised him in the nurture and administration. You've got nothing to feel bad about, but hope in a God that brings our prodigals back. Can you say amen to that? Amen. I love you. God bless you. Greet our mother. Don't forget your gifts out there in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs>